I just had a fabulous listener email me and she said, Sarah, does Nutrafol work for men too? You better believe it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for men and women with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Hello, me included. Nutrafol changed my life post-baby and postpartum hair. Amazing. Also, a lot of women going through menopause say that Nutrafol works for them as well. And like I mentioned, it works for the fellas. Take the first step right now to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering my TSFS listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hair care stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TSFS. Woohoo! Every day I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby. And Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben. Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. Hi, my friend. How's it going? Oh, it's going. It's, it's going. I've actually been in a really good mood this week, which I'm like totally digging. Okay. Not wait. that like I'm always in a bad mood or whatever. I'm just always so exhausted. But I don't know. This week, knock on wood, it is only Tuesday, but is going pretty easy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What is it do you think that set you in this right? I'm always curious about this because I'm, it's so funny. I'm having the opposite week where I just feel out of like, out of sorts. Um, you know, I, I talked about this like at nauseum on my podcast episode on Tuesday, but like we had somebody break into our building, steal a bunch of packages. I had to spend all day like trying to get the money back. I, I okay. I'm like, I'm, I can't even, I'll say this one more time and then I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. Like my neighbors were yes. like, oh, well, you know, like nobody cares here. You know, no one cares. It's it's all like if somebody steals something, they need it. Doesn't matter about you. Um, and again, I think that people who need things should have access. We we're the wealthiest country in the world, but it's just the, the lack of like nobody care. Like here, I feel like if anything happens to you, misdemeanor, you're anything 
it's always your fault. It's always your your. It's just a weird mindset. So weird. I'm in, That's crazy. I'm in a bizarre mood of like, I feel uh, I feel discouraged. And again, at the end of the day. It's several packages of replaceable things. Schman's okay. KJ's okay. My family's okay. It's in the grand scheme of things. But it's just, we've had so many break-ins in our building. We had somebody a couple months ago put a ladder up to the second story floor, steal two bikes. Somebody else had their car. That's terrifying. Our neighbors, oh everybody gosh. here I is like. I able to sleep at night. Oh, we need to get here. like window locks, renter's alarm system. No, we have none of that. None of our, no one's concerned. Nobody. No, one. no, I'm saying you need to put that stuff in. Like I would be, I would be freaking out. Like I, we live in a really quiet area. Like yeah. I don't even lock the front door half the time. It's super safe. The neighbors look out for each other. But I'm in the past when I've been living by myself in other neighborhoods that were still like good. And like my husband would be out of town for the week or when I was single, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Like I get, it's because my mom read me all the stories about people getting kidnapped and their heads chopped off and stuff and women being dragged, you know, from their apartments because she was trying to scare me into making smart decisions. But it's still to this day, I have a hard time sleeping at night if I feel like there's any remote possibility of danger. Well, no one's concerned here. And (laughs) we are getting cameras. I don't know what the point is. I mean, I don't hear everyone's just like, oh, oh, well. You know, that sucks. I mean, no, one, no, one, no one's alarmed. Crazy. And I, but you know, I'm just, this is what I'm curious, like how you get yourself in a good mindset because I don't, you know, I am loving Los Angeles. And I tell you this every single day. I just say everybody in LA is here to help me. I'm helping everyone in LA. It's all working out, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, but right. then I think these things happen and you really do. It's so hard. Do you ever see this of just like turning into your parents? It's so hard to not to become jaded and like, you know, mm-hmm. boy, I miss the old days, you know, when they would prosecute people. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm trying not to become that, but it's just so hard. And, of course, Los Angeles is unique, right? Because of anywhere I've lived, it's the most hyper. Um, it's basically socialism, right? Like it's 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 a complete socialist society here. And so, um, well, it isn't, it isn't. But I don't know. It's so I know, I know what you I'm mean. Tra- you know, know what, what I'm saying? Mean. So tell yeah. me what you're doing. It's like to- its own little political atmosphere, it's, different from everywhere else, right? And it's like on steroids. Most people in the world do not live. <laughs> like California because everything in California is wild the people are crazy if you just say California my mom rolls her eyes like I could be saying there's wildfires in California and she goes oh California those people (laughs) well my relatives in Maine call it the land of fruit and nuts I mean that's what they refer to it as (laughs) (laughs) it's true it's true but you know what I think is important like just to give yourself a break like I'm in a really great mindset this week but last week I was feeling how you were and I think that's just I think we've always been that way but it's good to recognize as a mother and having a lot of responsibilities that it's okay to have off weeks it doesn't mean that I've lost my mental sobriety you know I'm a mess now all that stuff that I was doing that made me feel good before isn't working anymore it could be hormones it could just be exhaustion it's just your moods change. Yeah. And when I'm in those funks, like I try to remember, okay, last week I was like surfing high. Last week I was feeling great. It will come back. <laughs> and then it does. 
That's eventually. so good. So good to remember. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, I'm, yeah. I'm thrilled that you are having a good week. Good. I hope that just keeps on keeping on. It's like when the kids are all getting along. You know, we had a great Sunday. We um, I just posted a video about it. I don't know if you saw it or if you would ever be this type of messy mom with oh. KJ. Oh, but we made shaving that. cream paint. And then we had so much extra shaving cream that I just let the kids go wild in the bathtub, like Harry put his bathing suit on. And he ended up just covered in shaving cream and the walls were covered in shaving cream. But they had a great time. Um, And it's just like, oh, I love those moments where they all get along and it just feels like, okay, this is why I do what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, when you're crazy, like. I have to throw another load of laundry in and they left their mess and this one has softball practice and I got to do this and that. It's like soak up those yummy moments because those are the few and far between times in the middle of the chaos that you can go, okay, like this is why. Like I saw the video of you and Schman and KJ all together on the couch. I don't even remember what you were talking about, but I just took from it like, oh, those are those nice family moments. Like you were like nuzzled in his arm and KJ is climbing on you guys. <laughs> Yeah. Like those are the yummy ones. We were—they are so yummy. I live for it. I'm like, it's my favorite thing now. Like, I love more than anything. Um, and the video we were doing was there was a story over the weekend that 70 percent of Americans cheat oh, yes. at a bachelor or bachelorette party. And I love giving Schman a hard time because when he had his bachelor party in D.C., like one night they were at a gentleman's club for literally like six hours. I'm like. Who? I'm like, what do you what? do at a strip Thank club for you. six hours? Thank you. Well, they had at the time of their lives. And of course, you know, it's like in the vault. They like never, the guys never like give many details, you know, <laughs> except for Cinnamon was there. And they like love. Cinnamon? <laughs> Cinnamon was like there. Cinnamon the stripper? Cinnamon the stripper. And I say the same thing. I'm go- I go, six hours? What could you possibly, I mean, how, what? I've never even heard of anybody being at the same strip club for six hours. I don't even think the same strippers are there for six hours. <laughs> I think they rotate out by that time. <laughs> They've gone through three shifts. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So anyhow, it's kind of become but he this didn't like, cheat, right? Legendary. He says he, he was didn't cheat. I, I believe Schman. I trust him. He didn't wholeheartedly. Uh, I think some of the other guys, and there was a whole group of single guys and some married. I'm sure some of them had a very good time. So that's the worst mix when you've got like your spouse or the couple mixed with the single guys because well, it's sh- hard to sit back and watch them have the time of their life. <laughs> says though which is kind of true schman says that the married guys are always the worst and i think it's true because when i went to the bachelorette party um some of the married women were the were i mean they were good no one cheated but they were like they were the ones that were like the most ready to turn up like they were the ones that really so i do think it's something to you know you're you get married you're married for 10 years you're like oh i'm taking advantage of this bachelorette weekend I need a night out. Yeah. I need a night out. Um, How did it go, by the way, when you did it? Because we did an episode where we talked about being the old ladies were both invited to bachelorette parties. Mine hasn't happened yet for my sister, but yours happened. How did did it end up going being like the 40 year old with a bunch of 20 somethings? It was amazing. We had a great time. It's just, I don't know if you're a late nighter. Like I am not a late night owl and they, the gals, like, they didn't even want to go to the club until 9.30. Like, they didn't... I go to bed at 9.30. I literally, I, I get in bed and start winding down at 9.30. So that, for me, was the hardest part. And 
they so they wanted to pregame for two hours before we went to the nightclub. I'm like, if I pregame for two hours, I'm not going anywhere for three days. I mean, I there's no way. So I. So just, what did you do? Well, they played a drinking game and I just like hosted the drinking game. Like it was some drinking game, like it was some sort of musical flip cup or something where you played a song, they all, they had to like flip a cup and then take a shot or something. So I just played DJ. There's like, I was like, I can't, there's no way. I loved being at the club sober. Once I got to the club, I had like one drink and I loved being sober yeah, I mean, I think you just have How to do you bring do that How stamina. Do you be, what was that like being at a club sober? So I haven't easy. been to a club in like a decade, so I don't even remember what it's like. Beyond but. easy. I, I love being sober. Really? Oh, my God. I, I Okay, good. I'm glad to hear that because that's what I'm going to be doing in uh, June. I danced. I took pictures for people. And unfortunately, you know, you always – and this is why I love being sober. You always attract the fucking drunk – you know, there were bachelor parties there. These drunk guys, you know, and they're out for the night, just like what we talked about with the, you know, 70% of people cheat. And they're making no sense. And it's like, oh, fuck. I have three minutes for you, and then I'm moving on. So um, I'm always like <laughs> – I can't hear. I couldn't hear you. All right. See ya. Like, no. I love being sober. It's so great. You have so much. I have a better time. I remember all the details. I love not <laughs> I love not being the drunken, desperate one, trying to, like, get other, you know, the girls were talking to these guys that were from a golf trip. It's like, ugh, who the fuck? I'll never see these guys again. I don't even want to talk to them for two minutes. I don't care. Quick pause to thank some of our amazing sponsors. I call him the Nozempic Benon Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I have ta- I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. Ah! That was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. 
Horizon fibroids. Uh, Ladies, 80% of women will have a fibroid by the age of 50. Lots of times, it's so bad for women. They're getting blood transfusions. They're anemic because they're trying to avoid having a hysterectomy. Oh, my Lord. Well, Dr. Will Neem is a top fibroid doctor in the country. He has three locations in Maryland. Horizonfibroids.com. He can also see you virtually if you don't live there because he's known for uterine fibroid embolization, a low downtime surgical procedure where you do not get a hysterectomy. And this procedure has been around for more than two decades. It's very safe. Before you take any advice from your OBGYN, and we love our OBs, but they don't always know all the options, call him. Make an appointment at horizonfibroids.com. He accepts almost all insurance. And then feeling good the next morning, like not hungover while everybody else is. The greatest feeling in the world. The I never want to be hungover again for the rest of my life. Ever, ever. I love being sober. I love not drinking. I mean, because I, you know, obviously I'm trying to get pregnant. So I cut back from, I probably used to have like, I bet five drinks a week. I'm down to like probably two, one or two. Amazing. Like even from five to two, I feel extremely, like a million times better. Because even That's like awesome. having two drinks and then trying to go to your, bed. You don't sleep well if you drink. Like alcohol has so many negative <sighs> effects. It adds to depression. It's a depressant. Like you feel good maybe when you're drinking, but then the, shitty the next day. And I have said the only way I'm not hungover is if I drink alcohol and take like some sort of edible. So then it's like, is this worth it? I'm just adding to – like I have to take so many chemical substances to get right. It's like this isn't – Good. That's not like, a good plan. This is not, not a good, a good plan. plan. No, I absolutely, it's my favorite thing now to be sober. I have no problem. Like, I fake drink. Like, the girls were like, have another drink, have another drink. And then when they weren't lucky, I just switched out for club soda. I, I just, you do like the, the toss over the shoulder with the shot? <laughs> well, they had, for the, um, and I want to hear what you got, what you ended up doing for yours. But they rent, they, we went to a club, they got bottle service one night in a table. <clears throat> so when people weren't looking, I would just, put the alcohol drink like at the bottom shelf and then I would drink from the um, club soda and of course nobody knew some of the party was having a great time so they didn't know if I was drinking or not it was wonderful oh that's nice mine isn't until into June for my sister and my other sister um Rebecca like she's trying to get pregnant too and doesn't she can't mix her medication with alcohol and stuff so she's staying sober also so she and I are planning it. So I think we're kind of going to do more like daytime activities, beach stuff, and cut down on the nightclub stuff because I am just – I got to go to bed. I, I just I, have to go to bed. We had two, night out, two nights out, and I, I will say the second night I kind of got into it. Like, again, I was sober, but, like, the music was really good. So And I was just, like, dancing in the club. So – they they left it. We left at like one, I think. And I actually was like, oh, I could have stayed. I could. I was like having a really good time. So that's not too bad. You. I do ball. love to dance. I do love to dance. Yeah. So. Go to a fun nightclub. It's so great. I like observing other drunk people and just knowing it's no longer me. It's so great. I. You'll have a ball. Isn't that nice? Yes. It's, it's the- crazy. I mean, I feel like we sound like just the oldest yeah. ladies, but it's crazy looking back at college days in my 20s and stuff and being like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not like that anymore. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this can relate. But I, when I think back on my 20s, I, I seriously, I think I drank every weekend. Like I was hungover probably at least one day every for years. And I'm like, oh, what? A, and I wasted like I would just, you know, you go out Friday night 
or we'd work a club night at the radio station. And the next day, couldn't do anything. Any, all day. Maybe at night you'd rally and go meet somebody for dinner and then you'd go back. I mean, it was just awful. Awful. Yeah. I don't miss you know, it. I remember those days. I remember those days like working at FLC in Tampa and we were all young and there was Ybor City with all the clubs and somebody would have a club night. We'd all go. And then like I'd have to do the overnight shift from like midnight to 6 a.m. And it was just like brutal. But anyway, those Um, days are behind us. Now we're responsible adults. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, Okay, wait, two topics I wanted to ask you about. So one, you got a big reaction from a video you put up about Harry and and poor Harry. I mean, you've you've had a rough couple of weeks. Like Harry's been so sick with fevers over 100. And I I think it's interesting, the correlation. You were basically putting it out there for moms saying, is anyone else have kind of a COVID baby where they weren't exposed to any germs and now they're getting hit like three times as hard? Yeah, it was insane. I posted a video about it because he he's sick all the time. I was actually went back through like my calendar and text messages and stuff and was looking through all the times that he's been sick. He's got a fever, you know, and, and high fevers, like over 104 and hand, foot and mouth strep, just random viruses, all that shit. It's like every month, maybe month and a half, but more like every month. And I finally asked the pediatrician this last time, um, cause he just had strep and an ear infection last week. It's like, do I need to be worried? Like, does he have a compromised immune system or something? Should we be doing blood work? And the pediatrician was like, no, it's totally normal for kids that were young, that didn't have full exposure already when COVID hit, they were, you know, like toddlers, like KJ's age. And then they spent two years being quarantined, not getting that exposure to germs by hanging out with other kids, going to school, like building up their natural immunity just didn't happen. And now they're fully immersed back in school and being germy when disgusting with all the other kids. And they're just, their immune systems can't handle it. So they're picking up every single thing. And, you know, it makes me wonder during COVID, I was very for mask, for quarantining. Like I followed all the rules because we were all scared to death of getting COVID. Yeah. And now that I'm looking back, I'm like, geez, maybe COVID would have been worth it versus this, these sicknesses every single month. It's just like consequences of COVID still years later. So anyway, I posted about it, got a crazy response. I thought I'd get one or two moms that are like, yeah, my kid too. No, it's like all the moms in the DMV responded saying, same thing here. My kid too. It's insane. It's the worst. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. I, th- I wonder if, well, and I mean, I think we're seeing it so many aspects, right? With children, we know, you know, more studies, kids are behind, whether it's reading. Like, how about the girls? Are they, do you feel like any of their schoolwork lacked? Like, you know, because that's the big thing, right? Is like the testing's way down, kids are struggling with so many things. But also just their learning level is behind because basically for two years, lots of kids were out, out of school. Yeah. I mean, the girls' school did a really good job with virtual learning and keeping them up to date. Like, even though they were out of school, they really did a great job with virtual classes. But I definitely saw effects um, socially of having to spend a year and a half, two years, not hanging out with friends, not going to Mm. school functions. You know, they didn't have the school musical or 
sports, all of these things, little things they do now where they interact with other kids, they build friendships. It just all stopped suddenly and was gone like that. That messes up a kid. Yeah. It messed us up as adults. Yeah. You know, no, people are really seeing the consequence. And our speech therapist says that about kids with, you know, speech therapy now, like more kids than ever have to do it because they saw adults with masks. So they couldn't read or begin to understand like lips or anything. So they're like behind. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are debating, right? Policies that were made and were th- were they the right decision? And yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah. I, I'm with you. I was like a good soldier for a long time, but now, I mean, I absolutely refuse to wear a mask anywhere. I mean, of course, like in a hospital setting, if they, but I'm like, you provide the mask, I'm done. I've done it. I'm well, vaxxed. I'm vaccinated too. So we know like I got COVID, Harry got COVID. We've had it twice. I'm like, I'm after, done. you know been vaccinated so it wasn't that bad so now that I know what it's like it's kind of like all right I don't care if people wear masks wear one I'm just not wearing one sorry I'm done it's been three years (laughs) like I mean seriously it's like no I'm not wearing a mask in your business I'll go somewhere else like it's just unless of course it's like I understand a hospital setting where people are sick that's a different story but no like I'm totally done with all of it I don't even I don't even feel like, does anyone care about COVID? <laughs> I don't know, do people? No, it's crazy. And I don't know about you, but I kind of recently had an aha moment about myself because of during COVID when everything was shut down, all of a sudden stores came a lot more available that you could get anything delivered. Everybody came up with delivery oh, services yeah. from the pharmacy will bring it to my door to I can get all of my groceries to my house in a couple of hours. And so I stopped going out and doing those normal things that get me out of the house and get me, you know, out in the sunshine or interacting with people. And I still keep up all that stuff now. Like I, I don't like going grocery shopping. So I order to have it delivered. And I kind of had an aha moment of I've really become kind of a, a bit of a hermit, like an <laughs> introvert that I don't want to go out and deal with people. I'd rather just have Amazon Prime deliver it to my house. So that was kind of a, an aha moment. I was like, I, I really need to get out to do my errands more instead of just getting everything delivered. I know. But um, no, I do I, love the convenience. It is amazing. It's so amazing. Quick pause to thank some of our amazing sponsors. You guys, thank you for frequenting and purchasing from these sponsors. I try to pick people that I know I actually use their products and I give a full endorsement to. Um, yeah. Okay, wait. There's one. Anyway. One other topic I wanted to ask you about, because I was curious in your lifetime if this has happened to you, because I had this aha moment a couple, probably a couple years, actually, yes, a couple years ago at my wedding. Um, So a couple weeks ago, I was reading a story, Jenna Bush and Hoda from the Today Show were talking Mm -hmm. about, you know, they're good friends outside of the show and they co-host together. But Jenna said, I want, Hoda, I have to apologize to you because when your daughter was sick, I realized I was a terrible friend. I didn't really check up on you. I didn't bring you anything. I really just, you know, I, I don't know. I was busy in my own life and I didn't think about you. I was a bad friend. And I wondered if you've ever felt in your life that you're a bad friend because I realized a couple years ago, like, I'm a bad friend. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm a better friend now. I'm becoming a better friend. But I realized yeah. I, was a, I was a really bad friend to almost all of my friends. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, Basically it's hard for me to answer that because I got so messed up by 
having like a best friend that I would do anything for and that that friend betrayal betrayal relationship ending. So it's, I have a lot of friendships, but they're not like super close. Like that one was where you just completely, you know, it's like your sister. Um, so I'm, it's hard to say, but I definitely think I'm in my friendships more the selfish friend than like the other one is more the giver. Like I don't really, I don't think to send messages and, you know, be like happy mother's day, or if you're sick, can I drop some stuff by the house, you know, initiating actions to be a good friend. I, I feel like I don't really do as much, you know, like, or like being friends with the other moms that, um, you know, our kids go to school together and I'll ask them if they can give one of the girls a ride home. If I have something else that I can't do. And I, they almost never ask me to give their kids rides home. So I do, I feel like I'm more the taker. I don't want to be the taker, but if I had to honestly assess all my friendships, yeah, I think I ask for more than I give. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a shitty friend, Sarah. No, I mean, I, no, I had this realization for almost four years ago at our wedding when you know my dear girlfriend showed up for me like in so many ways at our bachelor my bachelorette party they came to the wedding they had such a great time they were so selfless in like making sure that we had this amazing day and then girlfriends of mine that I've had for years from college to post-college ended up all meeting and they really all liked each other so a lot of them exchanged um numbers and some of them became very close friends and so I just thought, wow, people and like the gifts that they gave me, I was like, okay, Sarah, you've been like a shitty friend. Like, uh, really? I realized like lots of times I had girlfriends that had babies. I never sent them a, a baby gift. I never really, um, I went to their weddings. I went to big things, but I never really. You went to the parties. <laughs> like I went to the parties. Yeah. And I after that, I was like, I have to make a commitment to the friendships that I love. I need to make a commitment to show up, physically show up for them. Um, Yeah, sometimes you can't always be there. But I was like, if they're having a life event or like my dear friend Tia from high school, you know, she came here. um, She was in California like a month or so ago, about two and a half hours away. I'm like, you know, I think we'd been sick or whatever, but I'm like, I'm showing up because like she's been such an amazing friend. Like I have to be a better friend to people. And I just, yeah, I realized I'm, can be not a good friend. Like I think I don't realize, you know, things that are happening in people's lives and really acknowledging them. And I try to be better. I'm with you. I'm trying to be better about texting people like, checking in and just, you know, I, I don't do a lot of the holidays anymore because I just feel like every time you turn around, it's another holiday. It's like, you know, <laughs> happy Mother's Day, happy birthday, happy anniversary, Merry Christmas, happy Thanksgiving, happy Valentine. You know what I mean? It's like every time. Yeah. So I don't do that one as much, but I when people invite me, I really try to show up. Yeah, I I, I would like to make that a resolution of mine to, you know, maybe – once a week, like maybe if I picked, I don't know, I'm just kind of talking off the top of my head. Maybe I pick Wednesday to be the day that I reach out to another friend. And just every Wednesday, I reach out to somebody and be like, like I reached out to Danny a couple of weeks ago and was just like, hey, I just want to check in, see how you're doing. How are the girls? 
but I almost never do that. That, that was like a one-off of trying to be a good friend. I, I need to do that more. It's so The problem is it's so easy to just get completely wrapped up in your own life when you yeah. have so much on your plate. Like you and I both bust our ass all day long, whether it's kids or trying to yeah. do work stuff. You know, there's always a million long to-do list and it is so easy to just put the other stuff off. Like I think about it, even with my family, it's like, I haven't mailed my mom's Mother's Day gift yet. Mother's Day was on Sunday. It requires me going to the UPS store and dropping it off. Something I could have done a hundred times. And it's still, it sits on my little post-it note to-do list. And here we are, you know, yeah. a week later. I still haven't sent it yet. It's yeah. terrible. I need to be organized about it. Like maybe pick Wednesdays are my day not to be a jerk, not well, to be a taker. I, I think you have to give yourself a ton of, excuse me, credit. I mean, you have a lot, like even a lot than you can even share. I mean, you have a lot going on. So- uh, yeah, you 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 lived still your- before you realize it. So much time has passed, and then uh, you know people kind of drop away if you don't. I don't know. I just don't want to be the jerk when when I look back later that oh I should have done more for you know like my my grandmother and my aunt are flying in tonight for a visit. My grandmother, you know, she just turned like eighty six. Her birthday was a week and a half ago. I didn't send her a gift or call her. And I have felt bad about it since. But I today need to run out and try and get a birthday present to give her tonight. But it just reminded me like, oh my gosh, I don't pick up the phone to FaceTime my grandma so she can see her grandkids and see me. (laughs) Well, you have a lot. I hate it. Are you a person... Because, I mean, you did have a very huge, huge friend betrayal. But where are you at? Like, are you a woman that has a ton of other female friends? Because I've also realized, too, I think I'm probably down to, like, five truly close girlfriends. And that's about it. Like, there's a lot of people in my life, like, I would, if they called me, I would pick up the phone. I'd love to chat with them or catch up or if I can help them in any way. But, like, my close net people. What about you? Do you have like, are you a ton of girlfriends or just a couple? I've had such a hard time with that ever since that big betrayal. Like my friend, I rely more on my family. Like when Mm -hmm. something happens and I want to call somebody to tell them, you know, the drama of the day or whatever, I call my mom or I call or I text my aunt. I have, let's see, I have, you know, Heather, who we had on the show. She's a very good friend of mine. And I'm friends with a couple of moms in the neighborhood and a couple of moms of of the kids, you know, their parents. But none of those, well, most of those are not like close friendships where we have an ongoing text thread going on or I that person. I've never replaced that spot in my heart that my old best friend held because she was my best friend for like a decade. I know. And you girls were like inseparable. Yeah. I remember. I mean, because every radio event she came, I mean, everything. Yeah. You guys were besties. That's very yeah, hard. She was the best friend that I've ever had. And so to have that person give that, that huge a, b- a betrayal, which we don't need to get into. If you don't know, you can look back at I know, I'm trying like, to think the we- original interview episode and see that. But Yeah, I don't know. You know, the weird part, Sarah, is when I think about getting in a relationship with a man down the road, I know I'm going to have to work on 
how I'm going to be able to trust this person after having men really just betray my confidence. And I see myself being able to do that. But when I think about doing the same thing with a friend, like letting somebody in that deeply that I let her in, I, I don't, I don't know if I can do it again. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't have the answer probably to talk that to my one. therapist about this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah. I don't even know. You know what I mean? That one's a really big one. And I, you know, I always, I really love our listeners. They always have great, I know you do too. You get great messages, great feedback. Everything that we're going through, someone else listening to this has gone through. So yeah. I love their advice. I if you had like a best one. friend that your husband cheated on you with, you know, oh. and like that kind of big betrayal, like, do you do, I don't know. How do you get past that? Send us messages. <laughs> Send us help. <laughs> Tell me know. your betrayal. That would be a good one. I would love to know the, the, the juice of other women's. What was your great betrayal in life? Well, and. And how'd you get past it? I don't know if you ever need another best friend again. I mean, you have you have great sisters, your mom, you have two beautiful daughters. You have a son. I mean, maybe they're your my mom is one of my best friends, you know? And it's like I just try to now enjoy every second with her, every conversation. She's headed to 76 years old. I mean, so it's like that I take advantage of. And I you know, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe you don't have a best friend again. You know, maybe that was a period of your life and that was it. Yeah, I'm really into the whole, like this was, I I don't think I'll get the quote right, but this was a major aha moment for me when somebody told me, you know, just because somebody comes into your life and makes a big difference in your life and then isn't there to stay, that's okay. You know, life is kind of like a train ride and some people get on for just a few of the stops and very few people get on that stay with you the whole journey. And that's not necessarily a bad thing that people came in and you learned something from it, you gained something from it, and then they got off the train. Oh, there's a really and good that's quote. okay. Oh, I love this quote. We have three types of friends. Friends for a reason, friends for a season, and friends for a lifetime. Yeah, that's very true. But it's and hard. I, you uh, to be you completely only have honest, a- I'm okay with the way I have it now that, you know, I have my mom, my sisters, my aunt as like my really good friends that I can, I can, I tell anything to that, you know, uninhibited relationship. And I have good friends. Like I have you, I have Danny, I have my friend, Heather, I have my neighbor and stuff. And maybe that's enough. Maybe that's okay. I, do you need a best friend as an adult woman? No, I mean, I think, I think, friendships for sure add to your life good ones good ones um mm-hmm. but yeah no I think what you've been through you know maybe just leave it as it is <laughs> maybe I'm kind of okay with that yeah yeah I mean you can't be totally isolated you have to have some relationships but I do they just maybe aren't ever gonna be like it was with her I'm working on you know, not everything needs to be fixed too. Like sometimes it's just, you're okay just being the way it is. Like it's, we, we live in a society where everything, it's all about like, you have to fix everything or be improving all the time or making more money or more success or, and I'm trying to just be like, okay with, you know what? I think I'm okay with just where it's at, you know, and being okay with being okay with that. That's, that's hard. That's not settling. 
I don't think that's settling. You know, I had somebody once in my life that we were just opposites on that very point that they were like, why aren't you shooting for more? It's like, it's okay to be happy with what I have now. That doesn't mean I'm giving up or I'm settling. It means that I'm appreciative of what I've been given and I'm present in it. I'm okay with it. I posted, I think I reposted this um, old lady made a video. I think I put it in my stories where she said her greatest regret in life was always waiting for the next thing. You know, it'll be easier when the kids get out of diapers. It'll be easier when they're in school. It'll be better when I'm this age or we can retire or we have this much money. She's like, I would give anything to go back and be present in those times and okay in those times. Yeah, because you miss grandma. All the right. Yeah, you miss all the beauty of life when you, you know, when you're always thinking about what's ahead. It's I love that because that's what I learned from Robin Mize, the mindful eating therapist that we had on. It was like when I saw her, when I first went to see her, I was like probably 30 pounds heavier than I am now. And my life was always on hold until I was skinny. Like that was always, it was like, I wasn't going to go for the job I wanted. I wasn't going to move to the city I wanted until I was, I, I just always believed once I was thin, then you know, my life would happen. And she's the one that got me to see the mindset you're talking about is like, she's like, actually, it's the opposite. If you can't be happy right now with what you have, with your body that is healthy, by the way, you don't have cancer, you don't have a terminal illness, you're like 30 years old, like you have your whole life ahead of you. If you can't be present and enjoy the moment now, it it does not matter how thin you get. Nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to change. You're going to still, once you get there, you're still going to be waiting for something else and you're going to be doing that your lifetime. And I was like, oh, that sounds like horrible life. Awful. (laughs) It sounds like just a mental (laughs) crap. No. It's true though. It's true. Mine was, I was always waiting for the right man to be in my life. You know, it was always, okay, well, it's the girls and I, even even before that, and before I met Peter, it was, okay, once I'm married, then mm. everything will be better because then I'll have a family and this and that. And then it was after he was gone, it was, okay, well, once the girls and I have another man and they have a stepfather and, you know, then we have that happily ever after, then life will be happy. And this is the first time in 42 years that I'm not waiting on a man to fulfill me be the picture of what I think my life should look like to be happy now. It's exhausting to wait on a missing puzzle piece instead of just going, you know what? Puzzle looks pretty good to me right now. Life is good right now. He is, he's frosting. He's extra if he ever comes along. That was wow. That's a oh that's a gosh. huge progression huge for you. Moment. Yeah, that's like a huge progression. Wow. Doesn't that feel liberating? That feels so good. It feels so good. I talk all the time about how recovery isn't just about stopping drinking or stopping using something or, you know, eating to whatever you're doing to feel better. What you learn in recovery is how to view your life completely differently. I think everybody should go to rehab. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. (laughs) I'm with you. I say that all the time. I'm like, I want an AA program for just life. Like, I just want a 12-step for even if you don't have any, you know, addiction or any bigger issue. I just want – it's so good because 12 steps just comes back to, like, 
loving you, believing in a higher power, making amends for things in your life that, you know, you've wronged somebody else, forgiving people who have wronged you and and being present, being grateful for what you have and truly believing it right now. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 You just sum that up perfectly. Oh, I love you it. You get AI. a chip. You get an AA chip. <laughs> I love going to AA. <laughs> I love going to AA meetings. I'm like, I, I love going. It's so great. It's uh, like, oh, I wish life people would do that every day in life. Like everywhere you went. I think people would just be kinder. They'd be more understanding because we're all, everybody could benefit from 12 steps. But anyhow. It's true. It's true. Well, hopefully us talking about and doing these podcasts maybe will be therapy for some lovely person listening. Yeah. And they can have their aha moment today. Haven't they been therapy for you and me? I mean, every time I always like take away something from it. I do. I look forward to this all week. I know. It's just a good therapy thing. All right, my friend. Okay. Love you. Loving you and leaving you. Where can people watch you? By the way, uh, Natasha posts our shows every single week on her YouTube, Ms. Pink Monster. People can Mm -hmm. follow you there. Throw in a comment. Add a comment. um, At the Sarah Fraser Show. What else, Natasha? Have you put up another podcast? You are dabbling in doing your own podcast show. I know you've been a busy girl, but. I know. I have another one to post this week. Right now, they're just 15-minute little mini podcasts that I'm putting on Instagram. And I'm kind of like dipping my toe in the water before I commit to putting it on, you know, like the full podcast platform. So if you want to see me, like, figure it out as I go. At Ms. Pink Monster on Instagram. All right, Natasha, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.